listening to Theology and Apologetics with Thomas Fretwell. Okay, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Theology and Apologetics podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Fretwell. Thank you for tuning in. Now, this is the first episode, so before we jump straight into the study, I'd like to just go over what it is we hope to explore in these podcasts, really so you know what you're in for. Hopefully, I won't scare you off with this first one. Now, there are a lot of podcasts out there. If you're anything like me, I'm a bit of a podcast junkie. I do listen to a lot of of apologetics and theology podcasts, so why do I want to throw another one into the mix? Well, I'm hoping that I can find a unique balance between apologetics and theology, keeping them on the same podcast feed for you, and also showing how they these two disciplines in fact interconnect and actually complement one another and in today's age I think we need to have these two things running concurrently in order to be effective ambassadors in this world. Now the aim is really to hopefully keep these podcasts short, they won't be 40 minute hour long sermons like you would get on church or I hope you would get on church on a Sunday morning but we're still going to keep them with enough depth that people can grow and be discipled. So theology, now the first thing we'll look at will be why in fact do we study theology, we'll take up that question in the back end of this podcast. Some of the things that we want to do under the theology category will be, so we want to do some topical studies, this is where we may take something like the cross or the feasts of Israel and we go into them in depth and hopefully we can all benefit from that. I also want to do expositional commentaries, this will be where we do verse by verse studies through books of the Bible. I'd like to do a course on systematic theology. So this is where we would take a different section like Christology or Bibliology and really just in a lot of depth go through the different elements of these, the way that theology is um, classically systemized. It it might sound boring, trust me, it's a lot of fun. Uh, We also want to do some biographical studies. So we may take a a person from the Bible like, like Moses or Paul and look at his life and see what we can learn from it. We will also maybe take someone from church history like Charles Spurgeon or William Tyndale and see what we can glean from their lives. The history of these things is amazing. We will also do book reviews and from time to time we may comment on any recent theological issues that pop up. Now under the apologetics section, obviously I think there'll be a lot of crossover on these things. Firstly, we're going to do a whole podcast. That will be the second episode on why do we study apologetics. But in the future, we want to do we want to do worldview studies where we look at different worldviews. So we'll we'll do some courses on Islam and some of the other world religions. We'll spend a lot of time engaging with atheism and secular humanism. We'll be looking at the difficult questions for Christians to answer. We'll be going through Christian apologetics, uh, so arguments for the existence of God and the historicity of Jesus and the resurrection. So there's a there's a lot here. Hopefully we'll all enjoy this journey. As far as I'm concerned, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're not a Bible geek, I'm hoping that we can make you one fairly quickly and then you'll enjoy these podcasts a lot more. So for the remaining time on this podcast, let's briefly turn and we can look at what why do we study theology okay let's start right at the beginning the term theology now i don't want to do too many word studies as i may lose you but very very briefly theology is constructed from two greek words the first word theos which is where we which is the word for god and then the word logos which really means discourse or, or rational expression so in its most basic sense theology is just talking about God, discussing God. And in this sense, we are all called to be theologians. In fact, many atheists are in fact theologians in this basic sense. Obviously, they talk about God and they talk about him not existing. However, obviously, we are going to focus on the the Christian meaning to the term, looking at theology as a discipline. 
And this is the discipline that provides, that seeks to provide anyway, a, a statement, a coherent statement of all the doctrines and the teachings and the belief that make up the Christian faith. So hopefully you can see why this is important. Now, why do we want to engage in this discipline? Uh, let's spend a bit of time. I've listed five things. There are so many more things that we could go through. But again, for the sake of keeping this short and to the point, I've listed five things that I believe are very good reasons of why we want to engage in the discipline in the study of theology. Now, the first one is quite simply that the Bible does, in fact, command it. This is really the most fundamental reason for studying doctrine, for studying theology. The Bible simply commands us to. Now, this really should be enough. If we were just to look for one reason, this reason would do it, and that would, we'd have justification for doing this. But of course, that would make the podcast very short, so I'd like to flesh it out a bit. Let me read to you from Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20, very famous passage known as the Great Commission. Matthew writes this, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Again, a, a loved text for evangelists, but I'd like to focus in here because it's actually the little verse in the middle where it says, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Okay, so this is a, a command, this great commission, is that we need to be teaching people the doctrines, the commandments of Jesus Christ that we find in the scripture. We need to be teaching theology. This is part of the great commission. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. You see, the word of God, the scripture here, is breathed out. This is the inspiration of the scripture where this verse comes from. We'll do a later podcast on that. But the word of God is profitable for teaching. In order to teach something, we have to learn something. This is why we study theology, so that we can correct things and that we can also train other people and ourselves in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We want to be equipped for the work that God has called us to do. This is one of the reasons why we study theology. Well, let's look at one more ver one more text and then we'll move to the next reason. John 8, 31 and 32. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay, very again, very popular verse, and the truth will set, will set you free. I believe that that little part of the verse is actually written on the CIA building in America for what it's worth <laughs> but um here we are talking to first century jewish people it's if you abide in my word jesus says to those jews who had believed in him now to abide in the word means that we believe it we take it into our bodies we are resting in it we're trusting in it and we're actively living it out and obeying it he says if you're doing that then you are my truly my disciples and when you're a disciple you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free an amazing verse but to be free and to be a disciple means that you are in the word of God. To be in the word of God means that you are studying theology and it is to be a habitual practice in your life. So hopefully this is one of the reasons, the main reason and the, the hopefully the thing that we're going to accomplish through these podcasts. Let's look at a few other reasons just to flesh this out a bit more for you. The second reason I've got here is the model of the early church. 
church history is very important. We see in the Bible that the study of doctrine was fundamental to the early church. In the book of Acts, the famous verse, Acts 2.42, it says that the apostles devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, fellowship and prayer. But it's the devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now this word devoted, it really means they made a great effort to persist in doing something. Okay, this is the, the attitude of the early church. They made great effort to devote, to give themselves over, to engage in studying the apostles' teaching. Okay, it shows us that the study of doctrine and theology is a continuous process in the lives of believers. It was then, and this command still applies equally today, it should be the same practice that we have today. So we have the fact that the Bible commands it, we have the model of the early church, and let's have a look at reason number three. Practical spirituality is what I've labelled this one. And what I really mean by this is that um, we do it because it helps us live a Christian life. Okay, We need to understand that there is an essential link between sound doctrine and our spiritual lives. Okay, How this plays out is quite simple. The things we believe about God will always influence how we behave in relation to God and those around us. Okay, this is very important to understand that there is a connection. Okay, people always make this big separation. They talk about head knowledge and heart knowledge. You're really strong in head knowledge, but you're not good in heart knowledge. And usually they're referring to the emotions. I, I hate hearing that split. Okay, proper theology engages both the heart and the mind at the same time, understanding that there is a symbiotic union between the two. So we need to feed them both, and they will naturally both feed into each other. Sound doctrine will impact your spiritual life. Wrong doctrine can lead to wrong practice. Right doctrine can lead to right practice. Let me read to you 2 Peter 3 verse 18. Peter writes, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. We are to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour. Now where do we get this knowledge from? A lot of it will come from the Holy Scriptures, this place where God has revealed himself to us. Yes, in the person of Jesus, we learn, we know him personally, I understand that, but we have a lot of his character and his teachings and his will revealed to us, revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures. This is where we grow in the grace and knowledge. This is another reason for studying theology. 1 Peter 2 verses 1 to 3 says this, Putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. I love the way that ends. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, you may grow in respect to salvation. So you see the chain here. We long for the milk of the word, by it we grow, and by growing we taste the kindness of the Lord. But we should earnestly desire to study the word of God. And this is how we grow in our salvation. So it's the third reason is practical spirituality. It is essential for growing as a Christian, studying the word of God, studying theology. The fourth reason I want to highlight really is protection. Now, what do I mean by that? Quite simply, knowing the correct teachings of the Bible will keep us away from false teachings. False teaching can be very harmful to our lives, both physically and spiritually. We see this in the church. We need to know how to protect ourselves from it. In the early church, 
we know that they had false doctrine coming in from all angles. Galatians 1.6, that the church was told to confront those who were preaching a different gospel and a different Jesus. This is quite shocking. People do preach a different gospel than a different Jesus. You've probably had people knocking on your door preaching a different Jesus and a different gospel. We need to know how to refute these things. And it says in 2 Peter 2 verse 1 that false teachers would be introducing destructive heresies that deny Christ. We need to know and protect ourselves from false teaching. The best way to do that is to make sure that you understand true teaching. Remember what it said in John 8. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Now there's a lot of things that we don't want to go on a witch hunt but we do need to understand that these things are real, they exist, and we need, to, we need to feed on the word of God in order to inoculate ourselves from them. So protection is the fourth reason. Now, the fifth and final reason that we are going to look at today is the glory of God. Okay, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all to the glory of God the Father, it says in Colossians. The beliefs that we have should impact our lives for the glory of God. This is one of the fundamental principles of everything that we're doing, that we should be doing. You see, the Apostle Paul, um, many times in the Bible, he talks about the glory of God. In Titus 2 verse 10, it's a very interesting verse, he says this. He says that believers are to be, quote, well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that they will adorn the doctrine of God our Saviour in every respect. Now let me read this in the Amplified Version. I believe it, it makes it even clearer. It's actually quite good here. It says, So that in everything they, that's referring to the doctrines, may be an ornament and do credit to the teaching which is from and about God our Saviour. You see, when we give God glory, it means that we are living lives that lift up his character and his purpose and his name. We represent him accurately so that the glory goes to him and not to us. Okay, and I like the way it talks about the doctrines of the church being an ornament that do credit to God. You see, the word for adorn in the first version there, in, in most of your Bibles may have this, is the Greek word cosmeo. Okay, this is a word that means to decorate or to put in order or, or to make beautiful. You may recognise the word. We get our English word cosmetics from it. We all know what cosmetics are, the, the products that women use to make themselves look beautiful. This is the same kind of thing. When you apply this to the church, you see it gives us a very powerful picture of what right doctrine does in the Christian life, of what theology does for the Christian. The doctrines of God are what make the church, the bride of Christ, this thing that God loves so much, beautiful. You see, as we exhibit these doctrines through our conduct, as we live them out in the world, we are accurately representing God to the world. We should seek to do this in such a way that people will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You see, living the doctrines of God is directly connected to giving our Father in heaven glory. You see, the act of adorning our lives with the doctrines of Christ is to be something that we continually practice. The, 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 the tense of the verb in Titus 2.10 is a continual present tense. It means that Christians are to continually radiate the beauty of Christ by lives that are consecrated to him. Now, such a life requires that these precious doctrines, these great truths of Christianity, are studied, loved, lived, obeyed, and even sung in such a way that glorifies our God in heaven. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please go to thomasfretwell.com.